Hello and welcome back to Relationships Are Underrated. I'm one of your hosts, Trip Kramer, alongside with me, Jonathan Asley. What's going on, Jonathan? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Second episode. Here we are. We, yeah. we enjoyed the first episode so much, we decided to do another one. What about that? I am just excited to do this. It's just fun to be with you, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Now, you came up with this topic, and the second you said it to me, in a millisecond, I was like, yes, we have to do this. This is a great topic. How did you come up with today's episode topic? Well, in full transparency, <laughs> and I know I don't have to preface it that way, I was watching a Jordan Peterson interview with two evolutionary biologists talking about how technology has affected you know, human behavior and human emotions and just the whole gamut. I was thinking, oh my gosh, we should talk about this in our podcast. How, how does this affect couples in relationship? How does technology, these little devices that are we're attached at the hip with practically, and I wanted to explore it with you. Yeah, I know. I think it's cool. It's such a big topic, too. It goes beyond couples. And of course, we're not going to go beyond it. We're just talking yeah. about how it affects couples. But yeah. it's so interesting. I feel like, what do they say, two sides of the same coin or double-edged sword? Maybe that's yeah. sort of the fact yeah. that technology is amazing, but it's also it can be really destructive, just in life in general, just in all the things that it's provided for us. Yeah. And so now we're going to explore it with couples. Just as a pre-note to everyone, because I grew up, and probably you too, I grew up without technology. I mean, like, I had a black and white TV when I grew up. <laughs> oh, man, you really dated yourself there. <laughs> I will say I did not have the black and white TV, but I definitely had the TV at least when I was really young, like, you yeah. know, two, three years old, where you had to go up and turn the, the channel. channel. <laughs> so I did have that. Yeah. Okay. And oh my then God. remote and control. Then, that was like a big deal in our house. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Unbelievable. <laughs> Do you remember when we had like HBO and Showtime and yeah. Cinemax. Okay. And then do you remember when that changed and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, HBO 2, Cinemax 2, Showtime 2. There became all of these sequels to all these premium. And so this is like the time when all these channels just started to grow and become crazy. And then, of course, every year it just became insane with the amount of television you could watch. And now it's out of control, right? I just really quickly... We had a box that you had to put on your television. It was only, well, it was home box office is what it was called. And then they shortened it to HBO. But like you had to put a box on top of the TV. And back then, the, even the like just hooking it up to your television required like an electrician to do it. So, you know, anyway. relating this to couples for a second. Yeah. Right now, it's all about Netflix and yeah. Hulu and couples getting together. I know I do this in my relationship and we have our TV shows that we watch. Yeah. But really that's just because we have all these things to watch. I don't think that's really changed from the 90s, 80s, 70s and 60s. I feel like even before television when it was the radio. Do we feel and again we haven't done any research on this. Yeah. But do we feel that there has always been some sort of form of technological entertainment for couples to watch? after dinner well for, for, for the past century i mean i wonder what oh. it was before there was even the radio like what were parents doing 
after they put their kids to bed in like 1864. I don't know why the movie Pride and Prejudice popped in my head at this moment. And I was just thinking of that Victorian English time kind of thing. I don't know what it was like back then. Obviously, I have no real awareness other than... Maybe know, they I, just went to bed. Yeah, I just went to bed. You know, But I will say this, from my generation, and I am the tail end of the baby boom Gen X period, right at the, that cusp. We only had 13 channels. And so... I think what's different today, which really relates to this topic, is there's just so much to choose from. There's so much to choose from that oftentimes, you know, how many times have you had a friend say, oh, did you binge watch this show? And you're like, I'm trying to catch up on the 10 other shows people have told me to binge watch. Oh, 100%. And then you have your shows. Yeah. And then your girlfriend, wife, whatever has their shows. Yeah. And then there's fights. You watch that episode without me? How can you do that, right? (laughs) My dearest friend who's in a relationship with someone for the last year and a half, like he had to wait till she came back on a trip to watch the next episode because two other episodes came out. That's new, too, because TiVo, if you remember TiVo, that recorded, that was the first thing they recorded your TV shows. I don't even yeah. know. What year was TV? Let's look it up real quick. Oh. This is interesting. I'm going to oh, Easily 20 creation. years ago? Uh, no, I think that's way too long. Probably like okay. 15 years ago. Okay. Intro- okay. Oh, yeah. Introduced in 1999. Interesting. Oh, okay. so 22, 23 years ago? I guess ago. it was 20 years ago. So TiVo made it so that could be a conversation. But in, you know, 1985, that wasn't a fight anymore. It's like you... It's like, sorry, you missed it. It's on at 7 p.m. That was the show and you weren't there to watch it. It wasn't you watched it without me. Well, think about this, though. Take, you know, HBO Showtime because I I was addicted to the Game of Thrones. You had to wait each week for the next episode where Netflix, they give you the entire season. And I remember when House of Cards came out, I pinched watched. Literally, I took an entire day off work, 12 hours, and I went through it all in one day. And and, uh, so, so thinking about how this affects couples or how it affects human beings, Look at that. I took an entire day to binge a show. And I mean, I ordered Chinese and I think I ordered it twice because I was in 12 hours worth. (laughs) Technology is making us more sedentary. Yeah, for sure. That's what I believe. But well, okay. let's talk about let's talk about couples. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about how it affects more couples. So I know you and I made a little bit of a pros and cons list. Well, actually, when we first talked about it, we went immediately into cons, right? Exactly. It almost, ha- almost has a negative connotation. Like, how does technology look? Oh, and you go with dark. But then I and remember then I- we started thinking, there's a couple of things that are good about it, right? Yeah. Just for a side note on this, I think of my son, who literally has grown up with technology in a way that I haven't. He's the one who recommends all the benefits of technology to me. And I tend to see it from a not a pessimistic point of view, but from that negative point of view. So we talked about, for example, you know, you can make dinner reservations so much easier now if you've got open table or so you can go right to Yelp and go right to a website and make a dinner reservation. It's so much easier than before. Or even like, oh my gosh, you know, we were joking earlier. I grew up when you had to use a Thomas Brother guide as a map to get somewhere, you would have to write down the address and turn all these pages to go find something. And now we have these things called Google Maps, or I think you mentioned MapQuest is what you used in the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah, MapQuest and, is what I used. Oh. Yeah, and then and now it's yeah. So 
So that's oh. made it easier. Oh, and by the way, now my car can tie my phone. It has an app for my car that has my entire phone on the screen practically. So I'm like, that's even changed just in the last year that for the last couple of years anyway. What else do you think is, is a is so a other pro. yeah, other pro is well, I feel that you can have more things to do with your partner that you might not know of. So you could just look up general things happening in your area. Again, maybe. Oh, I've got one too. Maybe that was all, all I don't know, you tell me, you were, you were dating in relationships in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So how were you finding new things to do? Was it just going bowling and then <laughs> going to a movie? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny, as you said this, I was thinking about, you know, I could type in now, I can type into Google, 100 great things to do in your area. And all of a sudden, a list would come up of things to do. You know, it actually takes the pressure off of sometimes trying to come up with things because I, I, I know I'm a creature of habit. I like to do the same things I know. So by literally typing that in and having this list of things come up, it's like, oh, hey, do you want to go to the Santa Monica? Oh, I live in Los Angeles, Santa Monica Pier. You know, like not that that isn't obvious, but it really helps give you creativity. And I think for relationships, oh, Groupon. Oh my gosh, I could type in Groupon as an example as a way to look up restaurants in my area. That, you might how think about, that's tacky. How about this podcast? How about this oh, podcast? I was just about to say that. This, this is technology, a podcast. Yeah. You oh. get to listen to a podcast on tech, on uh, not technology, on on couples, on relationships. Yeah. And you can look up blog posts and learn about how to be better in your relationship. Oh, and then let's not forget YouTube. You know, when you have a problem in your relationship, you can type in, you know, I'm having a hard time talking to my partner what to do. And there'll be a hundred videos and you can, you know, like I, I grew up with Encyclopedia Britannica, you know, and they didn't have this stuff on there. So, and I'm not trying to date myself too much, but I really do believe there's a real shift, a real benefit that technology brings because of what we just talked about. I bet you there's a, a million other things too that we're not even thinking of now. I bet you someone listening right now might be thinking of a way that technology has helped them, right? So it's it's interesting how we all kind of have our I mean I don't even know like definition of tech oh, everything's technology right my brother is married to he's been married I, I want to say 20 years now plus and I remember they got video games that was where they actually started to connect with each other they played video games with each other and to this day they still 20 years later they, they he tells me they turn on the box and they play with each other it's a way to play I find that fascinating because I have no clue how to do an Xbox or PlayStation <laughs> yeah so there's so yeah there's activities Another thing that we talked about is the idea, and I'm not sure how much I, I love this, so we can, we can talk about this, is okay, the idea okay. of how you can text each other, which is a semi-recent form of technology, and that can create closeness or it can be a flirting mechanism, right? So you can be flirting with your partner, you can be sexting them or sending them something <laughs> sexy. I've even, I've, I don't know if it was Esther Perel or somewhere where I heard that that is a form of foreplay, that foreplay doesn't start in the bedroom, but it starts in the very beginning of the day. And the way that it can start in the very beginning of the day is texting them something sexy. Yeah. Or saying something I, that turns them on. So, right? so you, it can it can form that, that closeness in that sense. So you're going to laugh at what I'm about to share. My most significant relationship 
when we were together and I used to have to go up to the bathroom, you know, like we're at a restaurant, for example, and I went to the bathroom, I used to send her what I call was bathroom texts. And I just, I mean, I'm in the bathroom and I just send her a text. I'd say thinking Cute. of you or something like that. We call it a bathroom text. And it became our little joke, you know, our little fun, little playful thing. But I became, and it started as just a one time thing and it morphed into pretty much every time. I'd shoot a little flirty text while I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> this is not a, a flirty text, but even yesterday when I was okay. texting my fiance, Megan, I'm in my second bedroom in my office and she's in, I don't know, somewhere else in the bedroom and we were texting each other and I was laughing at myself and I was going, what am I doing? And I put my phone down and I walked over to the bedroom to have the conversation. But then, hey, here, here's oh, another pro. Is I've got, a, I've got can, a question to ask you on that one. <laughs> she can text me. And she can say, you know, hey, like, you know, food's ready or text me something where she knows she can't come in because I'm on the phone doing a coaching call or yeah. doing this, for example, even though I'm not looking at my phone now. But yeah. right. So that little communication can help, too. It's like you can communicate while you're doing other things. OK, so I have a question. I'm curious if you've ever done this, but have you ever been in bed together and actually texted each other? I think I might have done that as a joke. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, might, I might have done that as a joke. I'm curious if anyone listening to this has ever done that and uh, what what their you know experience was with that. <laughs> I feel like I've done that before, like as a joke, and then they text back, and I text one more thing, and then yeah. it's like we're like, okay, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just start At the same time, though, Trip, it's kind of a think of how we are so you know, for lack of a better word, addicted to these devices in particular. I mean, I know we talked about Netflix and some other things, but this device that's literally attached to our hip. I mean, have you ever left your house going, oh, shoot, I forgot my phone. And you literally could have had a panic attack because it wasn't with you. Yeah. How many times have you ever left your house and left your phone and you said to yourself, no, I'll just I'll, I'll go without it. Probably never, right? I remember literally driving down the street and you turning back. For some reason, I thought it was in my pocket and it wasn't. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever left, you know, and said, you know what? Let me just go without. Yeah, I went to the gym the other day and I forgot my phone and I was just halfway down the hallway and I thought, oh, I got to get my phone. And then in that moment, as I'm walking back to get my phone, I literally thought to myself, would I have been able to go to the gym without my phone? And of course I could have, Yeah. but I was struggling to find a reason to be okay with going without my phone. I needed it there. I wanted to listen to a podcast. I wanted to check my workout. I wanted to write something down. I, yeah. I probably wanted to text message you and talk about this podcast, <laughs> exactly. right? It's like I could, I could be multitasking, getting work done. Okay, yeah, I have are, one for you. Our I want to add one more thing. So I think you remember I did the Hoffman process, which was a eight day retreat, and they take your phones away from you. I mean, you had to turn it off, put it in a box with everybody else's phone. There was forty of us, and those first forty eight hours was incredibly painful. I mean, it was excruciatingly painful. And by the time we got to the end, I'd forgotten I didn't have my phone. It was such an amazing, cathartic relief. And then sure enough, though, what happens? I was back on. The, I was like I was like the pamster hitting the pellet again. I love that we're talking about this because we are so addicted to our phones 
that, and now this is kind of going into the cons, is that it can affect your relationship. So there's times in my relationship where Megan and I will say, hey, let's take a walk, but let's not bring our phones. Mm. So we'll try to do activities together without our phone because we know what's going to happen. You bring your phone, you get a little notification, you're going to look at it. And it starts being distracting to the connection that you're trying to make with your partner because we are on our phones all day long. So well, I don't know. That's something that I would encourage yeah. to other couples. I, I'm saying it. I should encourage it to myself too. I don't think I do it enough in my relationship where we have moments, even in, in our home, you don't have to leave, right? It's like, hey, let's put the phones in the other room and let's yeah. just connect for a second. Actually, I want to share this real quick. Sure. Something I do in my relationship. It's not necessarily a tip for people, but it's something that people can use. I just started this is we do a monthly check-in. Actually, Jonathan, I don't know if I've told you this. So oh, you're going to okay. be very, very interested in this. So we just started doing a monthly check-in. Okay, so my fiance and I, we live together. We're getting married soon. And there's things that we want to talk about to update. We want to update each other on the financial situation. We're saving yeah. for a wedding. Actually, hold on. Let me grab the list here because I think <laughs> it will be very interesting. And I don't want to forget it. I like the idea of check-in. I was actually, as you're sharing and you're looking it up, I'm thinking, I wonder, and this is just a curiosity, why did you choose a month and not weekly as a... I actually was thinking about that and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll do it every other week. But it felt like it was a little overkill to the okay. check-in, to the, de- to the degree that I wanted to do it with okay. Megan. It just felt like it was unnecessary to do it that often. Okay, well, that makes sense. I actually, I'd like to think for myself moving forward when I do have someone special in my life, I'd like to think I do it more frequently, but that's just off the cuff right now. So let's hear about your list. Okay, I'm dying here, to hear. so here it is. So I have a list here. It's, okay, first of all, we have a little treat. So, and you know, whatever, you could do with a glass of wine or something. We eat okay. M&M's. Because we like M&M's. So we eat okay. peanut M&M's. It just becomes, okay. a, it's a fun thing. And uh, we talk about finances. We okay. talk about, okay, how did last month go? Could we do better? And that's oh, okay. a little vague, but it's it's kind of an anything. Is there anything yeah. we need to work on? And that can be with our relationship. It could be with anything. We talk about what, what activities and restaurants do we want to do the next month? That's how this whole thing started, by the way. We how many times we have at- you done it so far? We've done it about two times, but we've done many sessions of this. It's not completely new. It's just becoming a little bit more official and more regimented. And do you Um, use technology to track all of this? Is it on Basecamp? (laughs) Well, we do have a Basecamp, which is funny, actually, um, where we do track stuff. But, you know, what's interesting is this came from technology. Yeah. So the reason why this thing got created was because Megan came to me and said, I don't want to just sit and watch TV all the time. I want to do activities with you. I want to go out. Let's go bowling. Let's do stuff. Every day, you know, feels like we're just kind of watching TV. She brought this up to me and I said, you're right. But if we're going to do that, we, the type A in me, I'm like, we should plan that out. Right. And I said, Hey, why don't we plan out what we do for the next following weeks? Because you know what happens. It's Tuesday. You're yeah. tired. You don't end up going out. You don't do anything because you haven't planned it. So you do the easy route. Okay, let's just watch TV. So well, it's easier for it to be planned and put in the calendar, which is why we created this little check-in that we do. Do you think maybe 
just on off top of my head, you know, because COVID people were kind of, you know, isolated for a while. Was that I'm just curious if it was birthed maybe from that too much time together and really kind of pushing each other to get out more. I'm just wondering if that was any had anything. Not to do specifically. With no, not okay. for us. Okay. But, okay. but that but that is interesting. Well, I because a lot of couples, relate. you know, have because coming back to the Netflix and all the shows, I mean, you know, there was a um, yeah. just this overload, this uh, of a of, routine of, of just yeah. watching TV. So, yeah. no, I don't think it came from that. I just think, you know, we're in okay. Chicago, so it's freezing cold <laughs> and, and you stay in. OK, I'll continue. OK, um, then we talk about anything in the relationship we want to talk about. OK, that's just kind of open ended. We have this space to talk about that. What couple goals do we want to accomplish? And by the way, there might not be an answer to all of these. It's just a list of things to go through. Uh, we can share our personal goals, like, hey, Megan, what are you what are you up to right now? What am I up to? Just sharing what each other's goals are, or maybe motivate each other, encourage each other. We discuss anything about trips. So if there's any trips planned, do we have to do anything for those trips? Do we have to, is there any to-dos for that? And then right now, because we're getting married, there's also the conversation oh, about we- wedding stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where are we with the finances with that? Have we finished this? Have we finished that? So it's been nice. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's been hard. We definitely have, you know, one night it's in the schedule and it just didn't work out because someone had to go somewhere and couldn't move something. So then we had to move the the check-in date and then it didn't end up happening. So we're working on it to make it more regimented. And the most important thing that I came up with was at the end of the check-in, we have to set the date for the next one. Okay. And usually it's going to be like a month away. The reason why we set that date is because she has a changing schedule with her dance classes. So maybe if we try to do it, let's say first Monday of every month, maybe she can't. So we just have to make sure we put in the date to do it. Okay. So anyway, I wanna, that's what can we've been I, doing. I want to be a friend here. And can I add something to this equation if that's okay oh, please. with you? I want to hear. Okay. I, I would love I, it. I you know what came to, to my about. mind is um, I was thinking in my, again, I mentioned earlier my most significant relationship. We, She wrote a book and in her book, she talks about what's called the Oreo cookie. And it's whenever you start a conversation with someone is to start with something positive and then you do the meat of the conversation and you end with something positive, like an Oreo cookie, the two pieces of chocolate and the filler in the middle. So it's kind of like, hey, I just want to let you know I really love you, but you're a piece of shit. But hey, I love you. you." (laughs) Well, let's not go. Well, hopefully you're not going that far. I was thinking I want to, this is my friend talking to my, you know, your friend talking to my friend. Is adding are you, gratitude. Wait, are you about to Oreo cookie me? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I'm gonna or, just are simply you teaching? say, okay. yeah, no, no. I'm, hey, I'm, Trump, well, I really love what you're yeah, doing with this fun. check-in, but it seems really stupid. No, there's but no but. No, there's no but. It's an and, and and here's the and. Add gratitude to this process. I mean, really, really look each other in the eye and really add gratitude because we oftentimes use the words thank you. And, and thank you, you know, hey, thanks for doing this or whatever it is. But the word gratitude, the word appreciation, the word, these are powerful words. And to really sit in gratitude, and you and I have talked about the importance of gratitude a number of times. And I'm only suggesting add that at the end or in the beginning, appreciation in the beginning, gratitude. And I'm butting in, I'm butting into my friend's life. And if you don't mind me being a big no, brother God for a moment. I'll tell you what, I, uh, I just added it. So oh, 100%. you did. All right. Yeah. And, and, and I think it'll be interesting. Maybe we do gratitude in the beginning 
yeah. or maybe you do it at the end. I think both are awesome. Start it that way. Because again, it's not a conversation to have conflict. It's really just about a big update. And I think one of the most important things for, for us, by the way, again, this yeah. is going to be different for every couple, but one of the reasons why I wanted to use it was because if you don't, what's that saying? If you don't plan, you plan to fail. And yeah. I feel that that was happening in our relationship is if, if you're not planning things out, you don't end up doing anything and you got to be proactive on that, which is, which is why we're doing it. It's like, hey, let's make sure we have things going on throughout the month. And if you don't take a second to plan that out, it most likely won't happen. Anyway, well, I don't know well, if we're I, off topic. I don't no, think I wanna, we are. Well, we're talking about there technology. Is something, but I know, but I want to give, I want to add one more thing here because I'm kind of into this gratitude for a moment. I know it doesn't have to do per technology per se, but I do have an experience about 10 years ago. This is back when I had a Blackberry and not uh, an iPhone. This is right at the time iPhones and Androids were coming out. So I didn't have maps and my, my significant relationship and I were in San Francisco and we we're walking from a restaurant back to our hotel and I took a wrong turn and we went down an alley and she got really scared and I was like I got it covered and I was doing the whole I'm the man I know what I'm doing kind of thing and we got into a gigantic fight and literally to the point where she wanted to get on an airplane to leave and we were doing a speaking engagement the next day I mean we were speaking at an event so it was like that intense of a fight why I mentioned the power of gratitude is, well, we're, we're literally, everybody in the hotel could hear us <laughs> in our room. I oh, stopped boy. and I took a deep breath and I said, I want to share five things I'm grateful for about you. And as I started to share, you could see the ice that had formed, you know, on her side of the fence start to melt. And then I said, I invite you to share five things you're grateful for about me and this and by the way at that point we could have a real conversation and so technology was what if i had google maps i probably wouldn't have got lost so i'm relating it to this piece but in relationship gratitude is such an important piece that i oftentimes things get missed in relationship and i think because of technology we're oftentimes more distracted you know coming back to the cons of technology that we miss really being in a place of appreciation for our partner. I'm going to come up with a term right now that I think is funny. I'm going to call it the gratitude bomb. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm just coming up with this now. Okay. But what will happen is sometimes Megan and I will have a moment in our relationship where someone is upset about something. It has nothing to do with being upset with each other. Just about something in life. Maybe someone's stressed out. So we'll yeah. throw a gratitude bomb on them. So for example. Oh, I love it. Wait, a bomb or grenade? <laughs> both sounds so dark. <laughs> um, you can use both. I don't know. I just came up with it. I really don't know. But okay. But here's what. It, okay, I love it. Again, love we didn't it. call it this. I just named it this. But this is something that we have done in the past, which is a gratitude bomb. So she'll okay. be upset about something, life, stress. And I'll say, okay, stop for a second. Take a deep breath, and I want you to name five things you're grateful for right now. And then the rules is you can be grateful about anything. Okay. You can be grateful that you have legs and you can walk. 
Some of those things are the best things, by the way. Grateful for the things that we take advantage of that we don't realize that not everyone has. The roof over my head. Right, the roof over my head. I have access to toothpaste. I have a phone. Technology. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> is it affecting our relationships? Is, does it affect couples? Anyway, so that's something we do. Gratitude bombs. Maybe, maybe. Oh, you know, if you could that. come up with like a, a, a little GIF that says gratitude bomb. And then you, when you're talking to each other, you send the GIF. <laughs> and it's just like gratitude bomb. It's a big nuclear explosion that says, I'm oh. glad I have legs. If anyone can create that, send it to us. <laughs> okay, so let's talk more about the, the cons of, yeah. of technology. Okay, so we were starting to say how it can be an interrupter in the relationship where you're on the couch or you're trying to talk to the person. And then what happens? They're distracted. They're on their phone. You have to get them off their yeah. phone. It's like, you, you know, moments in the relationship where you can't just have a discussion because there's a piece of technology in the way. It could be a phone, an iPad, a computer, a TV, something like that. I can't tell you how many times, whether in relationship with, you know, a partner in my life or even a friend where we're sitting somewhere and that beep goes off that notification and we're having a conversation but the head turns down to look you know that's an absolute disengagement and of course we at least oftentimes with friends we cut slack and certainly in relationship too and at the same time it's rude it's really almost i don't want to say disrespectful but it feels that way at times that distraction which didn't exist a decade ago. The biggest And it's going to get progressively worse. You're, you're right. Sadly, don't, you know, I don't think we want to be pessimists here. But yeah, I, I don't think it's going to get any better because the companies have found even more and more effective ways every year to get us more addicted because it's all about profits, right? So, but yeah, I was going to say is one of the main places I believe it pops up in relationships yeah. is the meal. Dinner time. Oh, oh, meal. Yeah, got it, got it, dates, got it. Dates, out. dates out. So yeah. meals at home, meals out. It's, you know, how often do you, Jonathan, how often do you go to a restaurant and you look around and you see couples? Everybody on their phone. On their phone. And, you know, it's interesting now, I because I'm single, I'm dating, and oftentimes when a woman says has a child, she'll go, oh, I have to look at the phone to see if my child texted me. And I understand it, so I'm, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you're almost like helicopter parenting in that moment. And by the way, I'm sure, you know, couples with children do the same thing. It's like, I, you have to be tethered to your child 24-7, and like, when I grew up, I left the house and didn't come back till dinner time, and my parents didn't know where I was. So right. think of how life is, I'm sure the same for you. Think of how life has changed so much wouldn't because be, of these devices. Wouldn't it be nice if, I get it. I, listen, I don't have a kid, and I know you yeah. you do, and I, I yeah. don't, so I'm not going to pretend I know the reality of what it means to check up on your children and all that, but yeah. I think I can safely say that if you're out to dinner with your partner, that you're probably going to have a babysitter. And if you don't have a babysitter, that means that your kids are grown up enough to take care of themselves. I don't think that requires a check-in every five minutes. 
or every 10 minutes? Why can't you go to dinner and say, hey, first of all, we don't need to check in on anything else, but of course, children is the most important thing. So why can't there be a check-in time where you do it once or twice so it doesn't become this big interrupter of the meal, of the nice date out, or whatever you guys are doing. It doesn't have to be food. Because we've been trained on some level that's that pellet you know like i got and by the way it's oftentimes it's not even the child that's the excuse to look at the phone but it could be the uh, you know the notification from facebook or instagram or Uh, you know the email that comes up yeah you need to check but you know you might use the child as the excuse when it's really i'm 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 looking at my phone because i'm so addicted to the phone and i will tell you after watching social dilemma i don't know if you saw it i did yeah Okay, I turned off my Facebook notifications and I turned off that beep that comes up because I could care less if I'm being notified. On you any know what happens though? This is how addiction is just messed up. Okay. Is that maybe you turn off your notifications, but then because the notifications are off, you just check your phone more. No, I've actually, it's helped me. St- actually, my. Facebook addiction has dropped dramatically. Now it's been replaced by a YouTube addiction, but that's enough. That's my issue. Sure. But I don't have notifications for that. So, but no, I do. Um, I do agree with that. I do think it, it will help lessen the severity if you turn your notifications off. You know, yeah. I mean, another thing too is if you don't have kids and you're going out for a date, leave your phone at home. I actually have done that. I have done that plenty of times because in that moment. As much as I think I need to, I don't really. So what I'll do is actually I'll take my work phone because I do need to check in on clients, okay. the guys. But those guys rarely text that it's not. it doesn't ever get in the way of the date. So I'll leave my phone with all the crazy notifications at home. And then I'll take my work phone, which is only a, a text message from a client on an emergency situation. And that has really helped See, with but the that dates. Spoils my, that spoils my whole bathroom text. Well, okay. <laughs> I can't send the bathroom text when yeah, you, but isn't the phone the ba- is Isn't home. that bathroom text that you had the, the inside joke of that relationship? Well, do you actually, want to bring I've that into it, all your other ones? Actually, since doing that, I, it, it's happened a few times, you know, with someone I like. You know, it's a flirtation. It's like, but actually, I'll be candid with you. I don't think I could leave my phone at home for a couple different reasons. It's my Google Maps to get there. It's my, hey, checking to see if, by the way, when someone's running late and you're sitting in the bar by yourself, you know, you're saying, where are you kind of thing. So, you know, I don't think I could leave it at home. I, I. Here's what you do. Now you're a couple, so it's a little different. I think in that case, you you could do that. Yeah, you, listen, you get a phone yeah. that only has Uber on it, <laughs> and then I'm not going to go get a separate phone for that. Come on, why not? Why not? Get a separate uh, phone. I don't know. Cost you forty bucks a month, if that, and you have <laughs> Uber. Well, listen, you have Uber on it, so now it can take you places which is what you'll need. So you don't need Google Maps. You just need to call an Uber, call a Lyft. Yeah. And then you go to the place that you're going. And now You live it. in a city to- where it, it's everything's five miles from you. For me, it's 25 miles. An Uber ride is more expensive than a dinner out. Boo-hoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let me do gratitude now. I love Gra- you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
what else is what else okay oh so i know i'll speak for myself i don't use pornography anymore i mean i haven't for a long time i suspect though a lot of people especially through their you know the reason why i don't do it because i'm afraid it's going to drop a virus in my phone or my computer. That's why I don't use, I don't do pornography. Well, you don't have an iPhone. You have one of those weird Androids. So it probably will produce a virus in your phone. And you're also incapable of using technology. So a guy like you. (laughs) By the way, Androids are, aren't, isn't Samsung, is it bigger than I, well, no, I don't know, but they're pretty darn big companies. Okay. So it's not, okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's not go down that road. Pornography. Okay. I believe that, can so i'm putting this in the con list because we have such easy access at the click of a button in two seconds you can watch pornography and that has a big effect on relationships i would say it's probably more on the men's side well i was just about to say but isn't there a rise of pornography for women now i I mean there is something there is and women do absolutely they do watch it yeah yeah. But if I had to guess, I would say that a majority of the usage is from men. By the way, does a vibrator count as technology? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so let's think about that on the other side of the equation, my friend. <laughs> okay, there you go. And that is from what we, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard this too, produces an insane orgasm that that we can't compete against that we can't compete against (laughs) however however i do and i have heard from women that as much as the vibrator is amazing it doesn't replace the warmth and the real uh skin to skin human connection with the human being of course and it's the same with pornography as well the challenge is point is the addiction piece that we're really talking about and both are two forms of technology so it's the addictive behavior that can absolutely affect a couple's relationship. And I mean, dramatically affect their relationship on so many different levels. And I'm here, I'm not suggesting to stop it. I think it's important to have conversations with your partner about this and not be naive to it. What do you mean? Conversations about what specifically? Well, I suspect that there are a significant amount of women in relationship concerned about their partners addicted to pornography. I would and their disconnect. Huh? Go ahead. Well, and how that affects their relationship. And I don't know if men on the other side are feeling the same way. I'm I'm just hypothesizing here. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Well, it's just tough because so men crave variety. Men crave sexual variety. And that is something that I've read about and heard about in evolutionary biology is that men crave variety and technology, pornography, gives men access to that variety. So I'm just saying that I think that that could, well, that's interesting. That could harm or it could help. It could harm by the guy looking at porn and not being with his wife or maybe that helps subdue the craving to to go off and and be with another woman 
Well, it's funny because this episode from Tool Time, do you remember the show Tool Time? Do I ever? Of course. Okay. But the neighbor... Uh, it's uh, called the, Home Improvement, the, by the way. Home oh, Improvement. Home Impro- oh, I'm sorry. That was his TV show called yes. Tool Time. The Home Improvement. I brain fart there. So his neighbor, I can't remember his name. They were talking about Variety. Wilson. Wilson and he said, I, I may butcher this, but he said something like, would you like to make love to a thousand different women or would you like to learn how to make love to one woman a thousand different ways? And I believe coming back to variety, you know, and and use of technology, I'm not so certain that isn't an avoidance mechanism to deeper intimacy with your partner. That's the way I view it. I may be a little bit of a Puritan from that perspective. I'm not convinced that looking at pornography is a benefit for your relationship. I think I, maybe I if you did imagine. it together. Yeah, I can't imagine it either. I'm just I was yeah. playing a little bit of devil's advocate there. I would say yeah. you probably better to not be looking at pornography. And if you are doing it on a very minimal level so it does not affect the sexual relationship with your partner. Yeah, because coming back to, you know, this is all kind of relates to genuine, you know, is technology affecting couples? Is it really affecting true intimacy? And I've said this before, and I'll say it again throughout our podcast. Intimacy is into me, you see. And, And to really build relationships that are, for lack of a better word, you know, breakup proof. And I do believe that is possible. I know that our podcast is about exploring couplehood in a way that says, how can we make our relationship so great that we're not going to be affected by, you know, fidelity or, or, I mean, infidelity, excuse me, or the desire to break up. It's like really creating an amazing union together. That's kind of my part of the reason why I wanted to do this with you is to explore all the different ways. And and I think that particular one is a detriment to a relationship. And we can rationalize it and say it's variety and all these other things. And I just want to get off. But at the same time, you know, discipline doesn't care how you feel. And I'm giving you my two cents and no, I'm sticking I to hear it. you. Listen, I, I agree with you 100% on this. So one. stop it, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? What am I doing? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> okay, so what other forms of technology? Social media, oh. which, which, God, that begs for about 10 episodes. Yeah, I think there's we could so do a much series to talk on this. Absolutely. Maybe we should do a series on it. That's actually a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, but we can we can talk about it for a second. So social media. So here's one funny thing that yeah. comes up in uh, in relationships is the liking of another person's photo. Oh. Oh. I mean, there's just been articles on this. I've had this experience in my relationship with problems with it. I've heard of other I people. It's like you've had it. The liking of another person's photo when your partner likes someone else's photo of the opposite sex or I don't know, same sex if you're gay, right? So just liking someone that they could potentially be attracted to. Yeah. And that coming I, to bite you in the ass because your partner sees it and then you're like, no, it's just a friend. And they're like, well, why are you liking their photos and why are you liking her? So that could be uh that has 
become a disaster in some relationships. That's just one example. Yeah, that one, well, it bit me in the butt once when I was in a relationship with a woman. It was three months long at that time, but I happened to have a client that was on Facebook and she posted some pictures that, and by the way, this is a woman 15 years older than me. And she posted, you know, they were a little bit edgy photographs. And I just said, wow, as a way to build up confidence for them. And the partner I was with really got unhinged over it. <laughs> by the way, that's a graphic kind of thing <laughs> I'm saying unhinged. But it, it really, it created contention between us. And I think I wasn't hearing her point of view I'll be candid with you. I wasn't really hearing her point of view. At the same time, I don't think she was hearing my point of view either. And that's the contention is when we're not well, giving what was your partner. Point, what was your point of view? Well, I was just trying to make a client of mine feel good about herself, you know, just supporting her. And she thought it was a reflection of our relationship and I'm giving attention to another woman. I can see how her point of view now feels valid to me. I didn't at the time. I never felt like she honored my point of view. And I believe that, look, at in relationship, it's important to listen to your partner's point of view and accept their point of view as being true for them. If it's sincere and from the heart, if it's coming from a place of manipulation, which possibly is where you're, you know, where you might have been going with this. I can see that this is going to create a ripple effect because there isn't trust there to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's where it gets really bad. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was in a relationship, I, and you know who I'm talking about, Jonathan. I won't say any names. <laughs> and you okay. probably already know who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to make a joke, but I ain't going there. Okay, don't, don't make a joke. <laughs> she was, she basically told me, I get super jealous, and if I ever see you liking a girl's photo, it's going to really upset me and whatever. So I said, okay, that's fine. Not that, and it wasn't like she caught me doing it. I never did it. Yeah. But she just said that to me. We talked about it. And then it's funny because just like a couple weeks later, she likes and comments on one of her guy friend's photos <laughs> with a heart eye emoji. Yeah. And that says nice biceps it's like oh. one of her guy friends and it didn't upset me like i knew it was her guy friend yeah but it was so hypocritical it made me so angry yeah. we got in a fight over it because i said you're sitting here getting upset if i were to ever even do that which i didn't and now you're going and you're doing it and it just seems weird and it was this big hypocritical issue and she never understood my point of view yeah I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think I was wrong to be upset the fact that she was saying those things to me, but then she was going and doing that herself, even in, in, in well, a more intense way? It really frustrated me. Sure. And in the moment you had every I felt I, I, I totally don't appreciate hypocrisy. And, and I suspect, you know, I'm guilty of it, you know, often at times. Well, that's not fair to say. I'm certainly guilty of it at times. You know, honestly, there's a Trust. Trust is not just a form of fidelity. I think trust is, and this was a trust issue for this person. I think trust isn't just about the fidelity piece, because that's what we're really talking about with liking. Trust is, does my partner care about my needs as much as I care about them myself? And what I mean is, 
Does my partner really have my best interest at hand? And certainly, you know, a liking of someone's photograph just because they're a friend and you have a past experience with them. I don't mean it doesn't have to be a past lover. It could just be a friend of yours, you know. Could be a friend of theirs, although that will create a lot of tension <laughs> if you're liking a friend of theirs. But what's missing in those cases is trust, that feeling of trust. Yeah, no, I hear you. Jonathan, we have to wrap up now because we're at time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I feel like we have so much more we could talk about on this topic, but I think we covered quite a bit. So I thought it was interesting. I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot I, to to think about in terms of technology. I, I I encourage our listeners to think about how technology is affecting your relationship. Are there some things to be grateful for and how it's helping your relationship? Are there some things that are hurting your relationship? Where can you fix things? Where can you keep yeah. momentum in the things that are working? And I think that that would be good for people to think about in their relationships. Well, the way we prepared for this, we thought about the pros and cons. And I, I think it really benefits a couple to actually look at it from, you know, both the, the steel man argument, what would be the benefits and, and or at least, you know, looking at it from the pros and, and looking at the cons. And just like with you and Megan, you know, doing those check ins to see how technology might be affecting our relationship and what can we do even the subtle thing of saying hey let's take the phone as an example using what you shared let's put the phone away when we go for a walk as simple as that and see how that feels and so this is just an invitation for everyone to try something a little bit different the next time and i will suspect this will be a topic of conversation that we're going to have many 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 times on our podcast i guarantee it Technology, social media, all the different forms of technology affects couplehood. And let's find the best solutions, you know, like, or at least our, our conversations is what can we do to make things better for couples? 100%. Great topic. Everyone who's listening, we would love for you to subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify. Really important for us to get this podcast out there so we can help and just encourage conversations with other couples. So if you leave a five-star rating on Spotify or iTunes, that just shows your appreciation. And we'd be so grateful for you to do that for us. We love what we're doing here. We want to do it more and more. So please rate and subscribe. Jonathan, great topic today. Great conversation. I'm signing off. Trip. see you on the next episode. Thanks, buddy. Bye now.